0: Woke up this morning, I was pretty fired the volume's up. volume's picking up a little bit. This is what you've done. This is where you can grow. I thought today he had a really good day. Is he making better decisions and better throws? I'm excited about the guys that are here. I thought he spun the ball well. There's a really good vibe right now, and, and it's, uh, it's fun. It's so, He's so just. just.
1: Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile.
2: Ready!
0: I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football
1: gods are always on the Bears' shoulder. Go Bears!
0: Boy, that escalated quickly. From
2: NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited. It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. And we are underway what's up everybody welcome into another version of the Hogue john's podcast minus the hogue and i'm telling you everybody adam hogue is really gonna miss being part of this one let me tell you why first we have dion miller from abc channel 7 in chicago here joining us what's up dion hello
1: adam i'm very excited to be here hardly a stand-in for hogue um thrilled for him and his family, but I, I miss him too. I miss him too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah Adam is still home enjoying his paternity leave with his newborn daughter Olivia, who is now home. so it's all exciting news um, for the the Hogue family but you're you're one of the many guests we've had on recently and I, I, I want to say everyone has been an upgrade. Over him, or at least I'm telling myself that. <laughs> I want him to hear that as I'm working my tail off.
1: <laughs> you are, I can tell. Multitasking, driving this and taking care of, you know, your other duties as a writer and a father. And it's it's a busy week. It's just a busy week. And the Bears, no shortage of news from the Bears. Yeah,
2: it doesn't end. It doesn't end. Um, you could check out Dion on ABC Channel Seven here in Chicago. You can also follow her on Twitter at D Miller ABC. 7 uh Dion before we get to the Bears' big news of the day, speaking of home and moving homes and whatnot. Um, let me run down everything we have to do before we get started. You can read me at theathletic.com. You can follow me at Adam Johns, J A H N S. You can read Adam Hogue at NBC Sports Chicago. Follow him at Adam Hogue, H O G E. You can check out our shirts on ObviousShirts.com. You can watch us on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. And you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us if you can. If you're an Apple podcast listener, please check out our bonus episodes there and others from The Athletic. You can subscribe to them for $1 per month. I will be recording one uh, after this where I answer some of your questions um, from Twitter. All right, Dion, it's out of the way. So how do you feel about the Arlington Heights Bears?
1: (laughs) They will always be the Chicago Bears. I'm not sure how I feel about it because it it kind of... It's been rumored for how many years that they've been looking at Arlington. They've been looking at this and this could, this could happen. It could be a site for them and fans have shown some resistance and, and people don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel about it. I feel like soldier field on the lakefront is so iconic, right? But then you think about the logistics, Adam, you've, you and I have been there dozens, probably you hundreds of times, right? So it's not easy to get in, in and out of. It certainly is not aesthetically pleasing, it doesn't have all of the upgrades that most NFL stadiums have, and the Bears do not own it. They do not own it. The city does. So when you think about that and you think about like how much more sense and economically and for the future and for the franchise that it would make to own their own place, even if it was in Arlington and not on the lakefront, there are a lot of bonuses to that. I can get on board. If it's got a retractable roof and they can control the temperature, I can get on board if it, they're going to be able to host a Super Bowl and they're going to be able to host a Final Four and, and and bring more of that traffic through our city. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me.
2: So let me catch everybody up. If you're not on Twitter, if you're not on social media and whatnot, uh, the Bears are apparently very serious about moving out of Soldier Field and looking at the Arlington Park Racetrack, which is in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. If you're not familiar with it, it, it is this massive property that always seems to be up for sale. Um, there's always, I, I don't know, financial problems with the racetrack, mm-hmm. but it's a popular destination. It's quite easy to get to if you live in the city or even you know various suburbs. It's pretty easy to get to because of the highways, because of the Metra, which is the the trains uh, that go to and from the suburbs in Chicago. So Ted Phillips. Issued a statement right after Bears practice ended. With, right, I feel like it was right after Justin Fields, <laughs> kinda, like he said, "Thank you, have a great summer." You know, well, Justin Fields is signing off for the summer. Oh, oh, by the way, the Bears aren't done. Um, so in a statement, um, it says the Bears have put in a bid for Arlington Park Racecourse and. Ted Phillips, and I quote says, it's our obligation to explore every possible option to ensure we're doing what's best for our organization and its future. If selected, this step allows us to further evaluate the property and its potential. So this is in the Northwest Suburbs. It's not too far from Chicago. Mm -hmm. And this is where I feel like Hogue is really going to miss out on this podcast, because he loves this topic. I I mean, loves this topic of the Bears potentially moving out of Chicago into the suburbs, making his commute a lot closer. And I I feel like if you're not in Chicago, you don't realize how big of a story this is. Because this has been... In headlines, in headlines dating back to, to the seventies, and the the sheer size of this property is something else. I mean, you've been out there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's huge love out it. there. Love it,
1: love it out there. Love it out there. It is huge out there, and it is easy to get to. And it is, um, it's right off the highway. It's it's easy for everyone. There's there'd be so much more access for so many people to come in and out. And like it was pointed out on the radio today, as of course this is very big news here in Chicago. But pointed out quickly, how many teams do not play in their city. I mean, for crying out loud, the Jets and the Giants aren't even in the state of New York. They're in New Jersey. So it can't be, you can't think it's that weird. I mean, even you see that stadium in Arlington where the Cowboys play. They're not in Dallas. It's beautiful. It's, it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> they're such they're a in presence. Arlington too. <laughs> they're in Arlington too. It's such a presence, right? And and I everybody's like, oh, but there's not going to be anything out there. This will generate that. This will change that if they are able to do it. Now, I still think it's, years down the road because of all the logistics and how the city I'm assuming will have some sort of counter argument to this, but I don't know if they can, but I'm assuming that they will have some sort of fight back for this and, and all the it's years down the road. But however, it, if you think about it, like practically it, there is a lot of sense that it would make.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like part of me is still like shocked, stunned (laughs) that the McCaskies, would go down this route, like we. I've talked to George McCaskey about this. Um, now, this was a few years ago, but there is something special to that family about being literally in the city of Chicago to play their football yeah. games. They love that. They love being on the lakefront. They love seeing the 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 skyline. You know, if you it's sit, so cool, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. It, it's it, it's the ambiance. It's part of being in the city of Chicago. That's I, I think that's special. Like when when you have. ESPN and all these national broadcasts that come in—I can't imagine, you know, them going over, the, you know, Hoffman Estates and Schaumburg. <laughs> right. Again, those are northwest suburbs of Chicago. Like it doesn't bring the same feel as the lakefront, as the skyline of the city of Chicago. But Dion, like, it's a lot of things you just said. We've been to Green Bay.
1: Yeah.
2: We've been to Minneapolis. We go to Detroit. We've been out the, to the, the San Francisco 49ers new stadium, which isn't in San, in San Francisco. Those stadiums are so nice. They're so so nice. Uh-huh. So modern. They can host Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there ever is going to be one up in Green Bay, but they can host a Super Bowl if, yeah, ever if <laughs> they ever the, to. the yeah. political pool. That, that stadium is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis oh. is stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. These modern stadiums change things. And so the landscape has changed in the NFL. So if the if the McCaskey family is really interested in hosting a Super Bowl, really interested in you know increasing the value of their franchise. Yeah. Owning their own stadium, which is crazy to think about. Like they're one of the they're the only team not to own their own stadium. I'm like, Correct. this is the next step for the McCaskey yeah. family. Now I'm still shocked by it, but that's the next step here.
1: I'm shocked that they're the ones who told us that they put the bid in. I I figured someone in news or somewhere in in our city would be the one saying reportedly not a statement coming straight from Ted Phillips on an orange background on Twitter. Like we are the Bears and we are saying this out loud. And I think that that is what caught a lot of people off guard. And, And again, the timing of it, I'm sure it was strategic For them, because there is no access to anybody at Hallis Hall now until training camp. But I I also think that it was it was very bold of them to come out and just and say, look, this is what we're doing. We have a we have a plan. This is all part of whatever that plan may be, I guess.
2: That's why it feels different, too. Yeah. Like the Bears have used Arlington in the past that in terms or like for their negotiations, with Soldier Field, like to get a better deal with the city of Chicago, it's the Chicago Park District that owns and operates Soldier Field, and yeah. the Bears have used potential moves to change the leverage in those negotiations. But the the statement, the again, the landscape of the NFL mm-hmm. just makes this feel different. Like the, these modern stadiums that have greater seating capacities, that have everything you could possibly dream of, if, if you're a football fan. Like that changes things for the McCaskey family. Mm-hmm. They see it. They've been to the Green Bay. They've been to the Minneapolis. They've been all over you know all over America seeing these modern NFL stadiums, these modern you know, these modern college stadiums and yeah. it it changes things. It should change things at Halos Hall.
1: I, I will say this that I don't know the McCaskey super well, but what I know of George is he's not just competitive on the field. he's competitive off of it. They take so much pride in their in the bears place in football, in football history and and being one of the original teams. they they're competitive in this in this realm too. they have to be and they know they walk around Soldier field and they don't see any of those modern amenities. they don't have that same experience there. They want that. they deserve it. And they can make this choice, so um that is why it feels different. I totally agree with you,
2: yeah, absolutely. It's just a different era of, of football, and again, they could the they could be the the most valuable franchise in the NFL if they own their own stadium they're they're already amongst the highest in terms of overall value yeah. if you watch or if you follow the, that Forbes list that comes out every year mm-hmm. their own stadium would would change everything founding franchise, the money that comes in and out of Chicago. It would change the the, the, the dynamics. Um, we'll see what, you know, Chicago's Mayor Lori Lightfoot has for an answer, but I don't know. I, I could see the – I'm still shocked to be talking <laughs> about this. Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel real. I think yeah. it only feel real when they break ground on such a totally, thing. Totally, totally. Again, you know how much they value being in Chicago, but the landscape is just so different, so yeah. different. And, and, again, if you're not from Chicago – that piece of property in Arlington Heights is enormous. It, it is quite easy to get to. I get if you're a fan in Northwest Indiana or the South suburbs, it's not easy to get to, but Soldier Field's not easy to get no. to.
1: No. It's kind of it like in an island isn't.
2: all into itself. And even from like a financial standpoint, the, the Bears can host their own concerts. They can host yeah. Final Fours. Yes. I mean, so many, so many things, things open up for that franchise
1: so many things, so many things. And, and it's um I think it would be exciting to see what they would come up with, like a plan that they would come up with and, and opening that up. And, and for, for a fan base that is so supportive and loyal. I mean, we can talk about bare weather being some sort of an advantage, but you cannot tell me that sitting out there miserable, freezing your patootie off is somehow a more luxurious football experience than being in a controlled environment where the temperature, the roof is closed. You're at 70 degrees. You're comfortable. You're cheering. You don't have stuff. You're not wearing 25 layers. You can feel all your extremities. That to me would be a lot more fun. Now, if they also have a franchise quarterback, now we're talking about the level the McCaskies want to be at.
2: Yeah. Good. Yeah, you're good at this. Yeah. you're good. <laughs> not, not your first Hogan Johns podcast.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Bears fans. They deserve a modern stadium. Yeah. Now, wherever that is uh, can be debated, but they deserve a modern stadium. It, it is just time, especially if they go around the league Then they travel quite well. Mm-hmm. Bears fans always have. So they've been in all these modern stadiums from California to New York. They know what it looks like. Bears fans deserve that. Mm-hmm. They also deserve that franchise quarterback, Deion. So let's go to Justin Fields a little bit yeah. today. Today was the the last time we'll talk to him until training camp. Um, pretty good day yeah. overall form, at least ended in, on, on a good note in the, the red zone drills. What have you thought? What, what, what have you seen over three days, uh, even more days during organized mm-hmm. a, 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 o, uh, OTAs, organized team activities, um, mini camp wraps up today. There is rookie mini camp. What have, you, what have you been impressed most with, with Justin Fields?
1: You know, the thing that I've noticed, at, all right, full disclosure Buckeye fan okay so it's this is not the first time I've laid eyes on Justin Fields nor is it the first time I've been excited that he's on the team that I'm somehow associated with so this is I had a little bit of bias coming in but one thing that I've really appreciated about his transition right now is that so many of his rookie teammates and people who've been around him is that he seems like he's all business it seems like he's all business he's out there to do he's not he's not like Tevin Jenkins he's not goofing around he's not showing that side of his personality so much it's it's about, look, I'm here to do a job. And even the things we've heard from Matt Nagy is that is that he is he's reading through the plays. He's reciting the plays. He's working alongside Flip. He's taking every criticism, every, every positive critique, anything he's getting from them, and he's utilizing it. And he's making a difference today after practice. The first thing Nagy said was he's out there right now talking to our tight ends because the way that that wrapped up with them, a play they went through, didn't work out. He wants to communicate. Why did that not work? And how can I learn from that and make sure it doesn't happen again? And I'm sure Mitch Trubisky did these same things. But then, when you also hear guys like Jalen Johnson and, and other receivers saying, like, you can just tell, like, when the ball's in the air, it's just a natural ability. His arm is so, it's all just coming so natural for him. And that was never there with Trubisky. It's not been there for a very long time. And so, that is the reason why I feel like Bears fans should be very, very excited about where Justin Fields is now and even, even his attitude saying, look, I I would love to win the starting job. I don't think he even thinks he's ready. No one should think he's ready in June. But at the same time, he's not. He's saying, you know, I believe in the plan that they have set for me. So they must have spelled something out for him, maybe in more detail than even we're getting as to how they plan to groom him. I just have said over and over again that I truly hope that this blueprint for him is not so They're so determined to follow the same thing that went on with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, knowing that these are two very different quarterbacks than that. Andy Dalton might have a great year. He might only make it to week three or four. We don't know. And we don't know what what Justin Fields is going to be in relation to Patrick Mahomes as a generational talent. So I hope that they're not just so determined to follow that plan that they miss. The progress he's making, maybe quicker than they anticipated. That's my only concern. I'm
2: talking to Deion Miller here from ABC Channel Seven in Chicago. You can follow her at D Miller ABC Seven. Um, longtime friend, one of the best friends uh, of the podcast, I should say. What's what strikes me about Justin Fields is just how, like, some of the stuff you said, like the, the way he talks about himself. Mm-hmm. He just seems built for this. Yeah, like the way he carries himself. He throws an interception in the red zone to Christian Jones, a backup linebacker, makes a bad mistake, ugly interception. And then he comes back, and it's touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I think he missed his final throw in the red zone drills, which went from 7-on-7 seven seven to full-team drills. But you see these flashes, and yeah. it's a lot more flashes than we saw from Mitch Trubisky. Some of these balls that Justin Fields is like has thrown, have been pretty. Mm-hmm. That Ryan Nall touchdown today. Pretty. He hit pretty. Demir beir- uh, Bird, Beard Bird uh, on a gosh, what 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 type of route was it? But it was near the sideline. Just a pretty pass. Yeah. That was on Wednesday. You see these flashes. You see the arm talent. You got to keep that in context, but at the same time, like you could feel the excitement about mm-hmm. this kid, and you feel the Bears doing their best to contain themselves while sticking to this plant.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And and it gets I, I like hearing Nagy get excited about what he sees, but also then try to even reel himself in. And I know he spent a lot of this week um convincing us that Andy Dalton is QB one Justin Fields is QB two. Like there's not even a question here. We're not even going to entertain the thought, but I do think he does have to contain his excitement too, because he's seeing on the field, finally someone behind center who can do what his offense is meant to do. Like he's seeing the potential there to kind of open that playbook in a way that he's not been able to, um, with Mitch. And, and this is his guy. Let's like make no mistake about it. This is Matt Nagy's quarterback. This is the one that he had can have his fingerprints all over. And, and that's exciting for someone who loves that position as much as Nagy does. And, and, but the, the thing I worry about the most as well, I mean, I think I have a lot of worries about the whole thing, but there've been so many plans that the bears have had that have been the wrong plan. Right. And it, it hasn't come to fruition. So, like trusting this plan that at this point is just a, a, four letter word that they keep talking about. We don't know all the details of it's hard. I, I can imagine as a fan base to be so on board with, Oh, we trust what they're going to do. We, we have, they don't have a track record that shows that we can trust that. Um, you know, Mike lennon Mitch Trubisky, um, Matt calling the place, Matt, not calling the place, Matt, it just so many things that that it's like, we got to figure out we were spending so much time figuring out the why that I don't know that we ever got anywhere. And so I I feel like there is some skepticism as far as that goes, but to have a quarterback with the kind of talent and attitude and approach that Justin Fields has, I mean, you should, fans should be excited. You should be excited from draft day until he takes the field whenever that may be.
2: Yeah. And Justin Fields feels that excitement as well. Um, He's been recognized once or twice uh, out and about. Um, He was cheered, not booed, but cheered yeah. at the Cubs game. <laughs> I always go back to that. Like Mitch Trubisky was booed at the Bulls game, and here's he was. Justin Fields getting a partial standing ovation at Rigby. Yeah,
1: That at overwhelmed he, him. Yeah, yeah. The, he was like, it went longer than I thought it would.
2: Yes, yes. To the point like first of all, like the fans had to like find him in the stadium. He's just no right. longer in the jumbotron. They want to see him in person. There he is in the suite, first row of the suite. Stands up, you know, gives a nod. Um Trubisky didn't have that. And no. This this town is ready to embrace Justin Fields. You you could feel it, and I, I get what you're saying about the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really do. I do feel it's like on Justin Fields to change that plan. I just don't yeah. know what it's going to take. Like how much? Again, like look at the homework assignment Matt Nagy has given Justin Fields for this this right. break between mini camp and training camp. He's got to record himself. Into his phone and send those messages to John D. Filippo Bill Lazor, and Matt Nagy himself, just so mm-hmm. he can hear, so so they can hear his voice inflection yeah. and how he's calling the plays in the huddle. That that's where they are with Justin Fields. That that's how basic part of this plan is for him.
1: But it has to be because of the way that I mean, he even explained that you know at Ohio State it was all signals and we weren't in the huddle the same way, and he's he's got to learn to project that side of his, of his leadership. Right. And, and that's what they want to hear. I kind of think it's cool. It's, it's a tangible way to hear how he's grasping the offense. And, and that I think is really smart on their part. And, and it sounds like he is so into it that, that he finds that pretty cool. I mean, that's how it sounded. He was like, yeah, and I'm just recounting it and standing with flip. He's saying the words out loud as to what's going on in front of him. That to me is progress. And to hear even field say, I feel like I got better every single day of these workouts and they've got another week as rookies to kind of get a little bit more comfortable before they break. I think this is valuable time. And to point, to remember a year ago, Adam, we had none of this. We had none of this. And I'm so glad that he's coming in with this kind of pressure, not during a pandemic where he's able to actually get on the field and make these relationships and connect and, and start taking those steps now, as opposed to pandemic rookies who really didn't have that opportunity. And I think missed out on some really valuable time.
2: And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash adam. That's linkedin.com slash adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. How do you feel about Nagy kind of explaining how the defense is limited in, in minicamp? Because we've, we've seen a lot of big pass plays. Yeah. Now the defense has had some interceptions. Kendall, Kendall Vildor has had an outstanding minicamp. Outstanding minicamp. He mm-hmm. he had another uh, pass breakup in single coverage in the in the end zone against Jimmy Grant. That that is a significant size disadvantage for Bill totally. Vildor, and he won that. And the sideline loved it. But like I, I feel like Nagy's making it a point, like to to say that they're limited. But it's also like there's a, like another behind the scenes point where he's trying not to get too carried away by what the offense is doing because they've been successful. I mean, there are some plays today where there are some wide receivers wide open. Now, that's on the defense from blowing their coverage, but it's also on the offense for for doing the right thing. And it just goes back to like keeping that context with Justin Fields. There there was one play where he broke the pocket today, and he hit Cole Clement wide open in the back of the end zone with a laser. Now, I know there's no pass rush, but I'm pretty sure I made note of a defensive lineman reaching out to try to, you know, grabbed Justin Fields and he escaped that pocket and he made that play. So I'm just curious to what you think about Matt Nagy's concerted effort to maybe temper some of that excitement.
1: Well, I think that's part of his patience with the plan as well and not, and recognizing what time of year we're actually in. And, and I wondered, I think it was, maybe it was last week when Fields threw that beautiful, pass down the sidelines. And it was, I don't even know how it was. It was impressive. And everybody kind of audibly gasped and it was wonderful. And I i joked that Sean Desai ran out on the field and was like, none of our starters are here. Everybody calm down. And I think that <laughs> that's also part of, of Nagy as well as understanding that like the defense coming in is a lot of veteran guys. They're not, at, they're, they're just in a different place than the offense is. And he has to quantify, has to, has to point that out because the offense is going to look a little bit probably better now because there's no pass rush and they're, they're having more time to kind of, they've had more time together. They've been, uh, most of them have been together for more than three days or two and a half. I feel like today was not like the longest mini camp practice, but two and a half days. And, and the defense kind of just came and isn't, isn't even all together yet and, and ready for what they're doing. So I feel like that's part of the reason, but I, I agree with you. I think he has to kind of not get even himself too excited about what he's seeing at this time of the year when they don't even have pads on yet. We have to just kind of reel in our excitement a little bit.
2: Before I let you go, are there any, any other notes or observations maybe you've made or any other players that have stood out to you over this mini camp, especially with all the veterans here? I'm going to have my list on the athletic. Um, some of the guys I have on, it's Cole Comet Mm-hmm. It's Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Darnell Mooney looks good. Um, I thought Danny Trevathan, for a couple of days of practice, looked a bit quicker, mm-hmm. um, at least than he did when training camp opened last year. That's the context I'm trying to keep. Um, of course, Justin Fields, for all the reasons we just talked about. Um, how about you? Anybody else catch your eye?
1: Danny Trevathan today caught my eye. Um, I, I agree with you. I think he started a little bit faster. As, as you were saying that, as even a poster a year ago, you were mentioning Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, guys who didn't have this last year, right? So I, I think that that is, says a lot about it too, like their excitement level to be out there this time of year and to have these opportunities to make mistakes. Jalen said that today. He's like, we didn't have that. We, we, we get to make those mistakes now and grow in those and learn from that at this point. And I think that's, that's going to prove valuable for the first, the, the rookies and those second year players who are getting to experience this camaraderie for the first time. I worry though, that once we get to training camp, we're going to hear about how great the like chemistry and morale is with the whole team. And the defense didn't show up until mandatory mini camp. So I'm a little bit, I'm wondering what that, what that might look like when training camp comes that caught my attention. And um, I know I'm not the only one. It just, it stood out to me more than I thought it would because in years past one player not being at off season workouts was somehow a big headline. And I mean, they had, what, 10 starters that didn't show up regularly. Um, That is significant when you have a new defensive coordinator. And even Eddie Jackson saying, you know, oh, Sean Desai has got us doing this, this, and this. He's like, well, I wasn't here, but I'm hearing that. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. It's like well, I've heard okay. good things. <laughs> I've heard good things, right? So I'm interested to see how that does end up playing itself out. But I agree with you on, on Cole Komet. I think he's made a big step, and I think his relationship with Jimmy Graham has helped with that tremendously, both on and off the field. And I think that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, and some of these guys are injured. Robert Quinn. I think we yeah. saw him for the first day of mini camp. Haven't seen him Robert since. Quinn.
1: Robert Quinn is. They need that's him. That's a topic. But I know they yes, do. They need him. But that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of and money, and I'm still waiting for that to show up on the stat sheet somewhere. More than okay, two sacks ahead. is
2: what you're talking yeah, about.
1: Please, please.
2: <laughs> Bilal Nichols. Um, mm-hmm. didn't see him out there the past couple of days. Uh, Where's Eddie Goldman? Eddie Goldman, you're going to need Eddie him. Goldman? Yeah, I, I, I hate to go back to that conversation about you know his, his fitness and stuff, but right, it's going to be it's going to be up for debate until we see him on the field. Yeah, um, it, now, it's
1: an issue until we see him. I mean, it's a question that has to be answered until he shows up. And Nagy seemed pretty confident that he would, but what gives him that indication? I don't, and he didn't seem to think it was a, a pandemic related reason that he decided to lose money over the last three days, six weeks, whatever it is. I'm, it's just a very curious situation that we're clearly not getting the full story on.
2: Yeah. Well, it gave a chance for the, the Bears seventh round pick Tonga, I mm-hmm. like saying that name to, to, to so. work with the first team. I know everybody was asking about that, but Dion, thank you so much. Uh, oh another God. successful <laughs> fill in for uh, Adam Hogue. If you're listening, happy I know he's Hogue. listening.
1: I know I, he's listening to Adam. We missed I missed you genuinely, genuinely, but so happy for your family. Yes, yes,
2: we all are. Thank you, Dion. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. We'll talk soon. Again, thank you to Dion Miller from ABC Channel Seven in Chicago. You can watch her on TV. I know many of us here in Chicago do exactly that. You can also follow her on Twitter at TheMillerABC7. Great stuff. Um, That is it. Minicamp is over. I'll have my final notebook up online uh, pretty soon. Might be up as you read this. Um, a lot of impressive players. I think it's important to keep context on what we're seeing from the quarterbacks. But it was a good, it's been a good start. We'll just say that for, for Justin Fields. And it's okay to be, Excited, maybe temper that a little bit, but the flashes are there. The plan is there, and you got to be patient with it because the Bears are trying to be patient with it. So you can read me at theathletic.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Hogue is on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, reach out to him on Twitter. Wish him all the best. Uh, him and his family, Olivia, the best, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E. Check out our shirts on obviousshirts.com. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe everywhere. You listen to our our podcast, check out our Apple podcasts. I'll have a Q and a up there later. And that's it. We'll be back next week for one final rundown of the off season program. And before you know it, training camp will be here. Bears fans. See ya.
0: You Aaron Rodgers. (laughs)